You're listening to the Law of Attraction Radio Network. The secret to well-being is discovering the power that is your birthright, the power to create a happier, healthier life drawn from our own vast internal resources. Join Jules and her guests as they gently guide you to shift your perspective from the familiar negative to the divinely connected, a place that will not only positively impact your world, but possibly shift the planet. It's all right here on Law of Attraction Talk Radio. Well, welcome to Law of Attraction Talk Radio. I'm Jules from beautiful Southern California, and I'm so glad you could be with me. I've got a great show. I've got Maggie Wild from Australia right on the show tonight. And she is a hypnotherapist, one. She's a book publisher in Australia, and she flies all over the world doing seminars and workshops. She is really fantastic. And I know you have heard her on Law of Attraction Radio Network because she's one of our hosts. But tonight you're going to hear something more. And for those who are interested in publishing a book, you ought to contact her because she can get you all kinds of tips and, and ideas on how to go about that. Besides that, she knows the power of manifestation. And that's what we're going to be talking about, because you know what? All of this riffraff in the background, such as uh, politics and impeachment and people being mad at each other. Well, we've got to stop and realize one thing. We created this. Now, the question is, how do we uncreate it? How do we get to a better place that we can get along with people? How do we manifest exactly what we are trying to to attract to us? I mean, which is money, which is a healthy family, perfect health for us, just wonderful things. Why are we in this uh, uh, moment of crisis? <laughs> <laughs> for lack of a better word. Well, we're going to get into this a little bit tonight. You got to remember one important thing. You created it. We all created it. We all watch the news. We all pick up things from the internet. We all are responsible for what's going on. So the real question is, how do we correct the situation? And one is just to be satisfied with your life right now and go forward. Just know that tomorrow is going to be better than today. And that's the right mindset to get you on track. All of the other stuff is just a distraction. So that's what we're going to talk about. And I think it's going to be a lot of fun, very informative. And I know you're going to appreciate it. So with that, let's take a fast commercial break and we'll be right back with my friend, Maggie Wilde. You're listening to Law of Attraction Radio Network, enhancing the well-being of millions of listeners worldwide. LOARadioNetwork.com is heard through 25 different internet radio stations, as well as iTunes Radio, Stitcher.com, and our mobile apps. The Law of Attraction Radio Network, your trusted source of daily inspiration at LOARadioNetwork.com. Well, welcome, Maggie Wild, to Law of Attraction Talk Radio. I am so happy you're on. Oh, it's so good to be back, Jules. You have no idea. <laughs> 
I know you have been going through a lot in in uh, the Queensland, um, Australia, and uh, of course we have been going through a lot here in <laughs> the U.S. Uh, <laughs> and it, it doesn't look like it's stopping anytime <laughs> soon. But I was just telling the, in the intro before you came out, I was just saying, you know, we got to stop. We got to quit being mad and realize, hey, wait a minute. We created this. We did <laughs> Somehow as a group, as a consciousness as well, it's even bigger than us right now. There is something big happening on the planet. And so our little part is to calm what's going on in here so that we can recreate and have that little ripple effect too. Well, after all this, my question is, what do we create now? What do we create do we go back to the way it was or do we create something? And how do we know whatever we create is going to be better? I just got all these questions. <laughs> I'm not going up. I'm just so like trying you know to. What? I, liken it, out. I liken it to a rebirthing because we right now have a blank slate. You know, we're all born with a blank slate. We can be anyone we want to be. And then we get programmed and we get fashioned and we get trained into being something else. So no matter what age we are now, whether we are in our teens, our 20s, or we're in our 70s and 80s, we've been programmed for either 10 years or 50 years or 92 years, yeah, however long we've been on the planet, to be a certain way and to act in society a certain way and to treat people in a certain way and to think of ourselves in a certain way. And right now, everything has changed. The way we do business has changed. The way we travel has changed. The way we see friends and invite friends over for dinner has changed. Um, the certainty that we can just go out shopping tomorrow has changed. If you know and, what that and, city closes and, so, and the way we breathe has changed. The way we breathe. We can't changed. breathe openly around people. We have exactly. to stand apart from people. And it's like, okay, what is this all about? What, how did we stop from being human? And letting our immune systems take over. You know, I, 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 we've got pretty good bodies here that were, <laughs> was created. So I'm not understanding what's this and what's this, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it seems like it's um, different forces than we're used to. And I think that's why we probably can't go back to the way it was. Hmm. Because we're moving into a different energy, a different time, a different vibration of how the world works and how we do expect to communicate in the future and connect with people in the future. And so I think as we evolve as humans, this is just another evolution and we might not like the way it's happened and we might feel uncomfortable with the way it's happened, but it's just another layer of evolution that what we can attract to us right now is the strength and the peacefulness inside to deal with it and evolve, evolve into who we're going to be now as we fit into that newness, into that new world. Yeah. So that's the whole thing that I keep on thinking is um, it's been a year since we've been on lockdown, a yep. whole year in California. So it's like, okay, I don't know how to think differently i i just this is just a really unique circumstance that i don't know how to deal with and if i don't know how to deal with it i have a strong feeling that the majority of the people don't know how to deal with it yes 
how do we how do we feel good how do we find the place that we can all come together and materialize something that we don't know i mean do we go backwards and materialize what we had or do we go and what is it that we all want i think that comes and I know it's really challenging right now for the majority of us because this change has caused this kind of atmospheric pressure almost where, you know, our jobs, our careers, our families, our businesses, everything's kind of feeling a different pressure right now. And so that internal combustion has been building and I feel that it's kind of a universal thing. There's an energy that's just on edge. And our job, I think, as individuals is to find the peacefulness within for now even if it's for five minutes a day because when it's this big you have to start small because it's you're already in overwhelm you're already in how do I cope with this and what's going to happen tomorrow and am I allowed to get married next week and all my guests are going to not be able to come or you know all of that's going on and so we're, we're in this world where we're thinking so big all the time about these new big changes the, the way to learn how to deal with it and find a center, find how we're going to move forward right now is to actually think small. Okay. To go inside ourselves, to find a, a, the spot that's peaceful right now. And even if that's just closing your eyes and finding the most gentle, most calm spot in your body right now and just staying there for a minute and seeing what comes. Because your yes. body remembers what so- peaceful Feels so like. you say you to yourself, right now at this moment, I feel safe. I'm in a safe place, whether it be my home or my office or whatever. I'm in my safe place. Everything is fine right now. I can even if you physically can't be in a space that is particularly uh, safe, it's finding two minutes even to go to the bathroom and just sit with yourself and imagine that safe space. I see. Yeah, that's so remember, we are in control. If we've in some way influenced this, if we as a collective mind have influenced the energy that is is in the world right now, then as our body evolves and learns how to deal with these new viruses and these new things that are happening and be safe with them, then we need to learn how to be safe with ourselves. And it starts with us first. It doesn't start with our neighbor. It doesn't start with anyone else. It starts with us. It doesn't start with the government. It doesn't start with, it's not anyone else's fault. It's not even your fault. It's just simply an evolution and we need to evolve internally to deal with it. And when we find that centered space and that cellular calm in amongst the chaos, then we can influence the chaos and we can come, we can either influence the chaos to become more chaotic by worrying, scared, frightened, wondering, um, g- gossiping, you know, sharing all the fear factor, listening to the news, all of that, or we can influence the chaos into calm by finding the calm inside and moving. And I know that's really hard to do if your life is in turmoil right now. I know that it's really hard to do, but it's a choice yes. of a gift of love to yourself. And even if all you can focus on right now is your beautiful children or your family or the immediate circle that you have, and if you can see that as a gift of love to you and your family, that if you can just find a little circle of peace within your family, 
that will influence your neighbours, that will influence the community, that will influence the suburb, that will influence the, the town and the cities and the countries from there. That's right. And the birds and the bees. <laughs> and the birds and the bees. You know, <laughs> I, I, I keep on saying we came here to experience this time. We didn't come here to experience high school as much as we came here to experience right now. This is why we are here at this particular time. Whatever you think you've gone through up till this point in your life as the purpose for being here, I'm re-challenging that, like you just said, and saying, you know what, this is the evolution. This is you and how you influence yourself, your world, your body from the inside out to cope with this change. Okay, so you have a a fabulous program on weight loss, right? So how do you maintain the nerves and every going through all this without going for comfort food? I'm finding more and more I'm reaching out for that (laughs) popsicle or or that ice cream. I'm going, you know, I need it right now. (laughs) I think it's always about remembering with anything, with any habit, whether it's a popsicle or whether it's alcohol or another substance or whether it's uh, not even a physical substance, whether it's, you know, a bad habit that you have, such as procrastination or um, ignoring going to the gym, you know, all of our brain is programmed for survival, every part of it. And when we are in times of stress, whatever has been programmed to help you feel safe, to help you feel calm and centered, will get triggered. It's just a given. And so I always say to my clients and to the people on my Unzip Weight audio program is I say to them, remember that this is is going to happen. Expect it, expect the triggers. Don't be afraid of the triggers. Just expect them and be okay to make a decision in the moment. It's not about being perfect. It's not about never having another popsicle. It's just simply, do I need it right now? Is this satisfying? Even if you're just pausing for two seconds and asking yourself, is this satisfying an emotional need right now or a physical need? So am I physically hungry or am I emotionally hungry? And if I'm emotionally hungry, we need emotional nutrition, don't we? We need an internal hug. We need to stop and listen to ourselves. We need to pick up a phone and ring a friend. We need to do the things that give us emotional nutrition rather than physical, not nutrition when you're talking about a popsicle, <laughs> but you know what I mean, physical food. <laughs> so, so would you suggest then having a, a buddy system Calling up a friend when you're kind of stressed out and that friend can call you up when they're stressed out and you can. I think that's really important. And I think that's going to help the current situation. What's also important is not to rely just on that. Yeah. Ultimately, the change has to come from you. So if you do rely on just the buddy system and then your buddy's not available today and you're feeling like a big bucket of ice cream in front of the television, then you will more than likely, if you've been relying on the buddy, that's another excuse for your brain to say, well, I'll just have the ice cream. Yeah. So it's about seeing even your friend as a good support backup, but not the solution either. The solution is you. 
Yeah. The, the emotional nutrition has to come from inside. It has to come from you talking kindly to yourself, you listening to yourself, you heeding your intuition, you nurturing yourself and having downtime, um, having a bath instead of a popsicle. Yeah. yeah. The things that bring you a sense of kindness. And it's when we are kind to ourselves, we wouldn't want to put our body through excess sugar and the highs and lows of insulin fluxes like that. We wouldn't want to overeat and hurt our belly. If we were kind to ourselves and we were our own best friend, we wouldn't want to add the extra stress of worrying about weight and worrying about should I, shouldn't I? We might just go, you know what, I'm going to do what I can today to calm. And I use and I always revert back to it because it's the easiest easiest way to interrupt the brain from a craving is to use the eye rolls, the eye rolls and the blinks. So if you have an urge, it's a, it feels like it's an urge in the mouth, or it feels like it's an urge coming from the belly. And you recognize that it's an emotional need rather than a physical hunger. Then you simply just stop, blink three times really slowly, very consciously, roll your eyes in a big circle and roll them back and your craving will disappear. So wow. if the intensity is like a 10 on the scale of zero to 10, the first time you do it, it might drop down to a seven. For some people, it'll drop right down and you won't even be able to think of the, the food will be kind of feel like it's in the distance. But what it does, and that's with anything, whether it's a craving, whether it's sadness, depression, um, anger, frustration, it's about taking responsibility for not ignoring the experience right now, but in embracing it and then doing something to manage it. Does that make sense? That is brilliant. I love that. So, so tell us again. So let's go through it. So I want you to think about your favorite food. What is it that, that you know, you just can't resist. I want everyone to do this. Who's listening. What I think mm. food, chocolate cake. Okay. And why is it? How do you know you like chocolate cake? How does your oh. body and brain know? Do you get a feeling in the tummy, a feeling on the tongue? On the tongue, the whole thing is like, oh, I'm indulging. <laughs> wonderful. For, for listeners, I want you to realize it'll be different for you. So for Jules, she gets chocolate cakes, her thing, and it's a feeling of indulgement on the tongue. Do you see it's not actually the taste that she's attracted to? It's the emotion of indulgement. Yeah. Yes. So it's an emotional need, isn't it? It's not a nutritional need for cacao or for any of the other bits and pieces in the in the chocolate so with you whatever it is for you if it's chocolate or ice cream or for some people it's fatty foods for some people it's salty foods it doesn't necessarily have to be sweet yeah so just be aware of what your favorite food is the one that you have the most trouble resisting think about on a scale of zero to ten now that you know where that is in the body how intense is it so for you Jules when you think about it and imagine chocolate cake how much do you like it how much do you really really like it Oh gosh, not that much. It's just I want Six, it seven? to fix me. I yeah. want it to to give me comfort. I so want to say I can have it, even though the world is telling me I can't. <laughs> so now that you know that, there's more energy around it, isn't it? It's not just the indulgement in the tongue. Yeah. Where is the thoughts coming from that says, I want it to fix me. I want this now. Where's that coming from? If you could point to anywhere in your body or head, where does it feel like that thought comes from? Uh, my my uh, chest. So focus on your tongue where the indulgement was and the I want it now, two-year-old stamping her feet. Yeah, yeah focus on that feeling right there. And I just want you to focus on those two sensations. 
blink slowly three times, blink, blink, blink. Very slowly, roll your eyes in a big circle one way, doesn't matter which way you go first, and just be curious about whether you have any um, wobbly bits, any bits where it feels a bit stuck as it goes round in a circle, and then roll all the way back the other way. Then look up to the ceiling, down to the floor, to the right and to the left, taking a deep breath. And just say, I let it go. Let it go. Boy, that is great. Think about the chocolate cake. Think about the two-year-old who's stamping her feet in the chest saying, I want it. And think about the indulgement on the tongue. What's the intensity? What's different? What's the same? I I, I don't have the des- desire for it. I, mm. I'm amazed that that just, I I'm never heard of that before. That's brilliant. All you've simply done is realigned the left and the right hemispheres so that you can think more clearly. Prior to that, you were focused on a particular area of your brain where you had the emotion of indulgement and you had the stamping two-year-old. So there was two parts of your brain functioning and they weren't communicating to each other. They were just yelling at you. Yeah. And so you, uh, when you're sitting at home and you're feeling miserable and you're hearing, I want the chocolate cake and you're thinking, I want to feel indulged, I want to feel special, then you are listening to that and assuming that the chocolate cake's calling you from the fridge. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Whereas what's really happening is the two-year-old is saying, I need attention. And the um, older, wiser you is going, I need love. And you're having chocolate cake instead. So you're (laughs) never going to feel satisfied. Right. (laughs) Whereas what you've now done with the eye rolls and the blinks is you've realigned the left and the right hemispheres and you've moved now more into the emotional brain that can focus on what it really wants. There's space in the brain. Now, it doesn't mean to say that the craving is never going to come back. Okay. For some people, it comes back within seconds. For some people, tomorrow, the next day or next month. Some people never. But it's about making a conscious choice now, given what we're going through and we've got all of these other emotional pressures and we're more likely to have stressful days at the moment. Hence, I think the, I can't remember what the stats were. I was listening on radio the other day and they were talking about the stats of how how many kilos or or pounds people have put on in the year since COVID and calling them the, the COVID kilos or the COVID pounds. And so instead of indulging yourself in that stress, with food or with alcohol or with gambling or whatever it is, we're going to indulge ourselves with self-love. So that worked really well. So how does that compare to EFT? Um, They're very similar in the sense that we call, from a therapeutic perspective, we call them pattern interruptions. So it's anything that you can do to interrupt the brain from the two areas or the area that it's focusing on right now. And when it gets stuck, it's kind of like um, a little mini burst of PTSD, post-traumatic stress, yeah? When you have um, a stress part of the brain and you're focused on one thing, instead of cycling from one thought to the another, which is what thoughts normally do, they'll loop and go from one thought to the another. So you can start thinking about bananas and you end up thinking about green elephants and you go, how did I get here? Yeah, (laughs) that's a thought loop. Yeah, and that's normal. What happens when you are in stress mode is you loop on the one cycle. You're just continuing having the same thought. So what we want to do is interrupt that and let the brain start cycling again through thoughts. Oh, that makes so much sense. It's pretty cool. 
It and is. it's easy. We can do it. We don't have to go to five years of therapy to learn that. We can learn it in five minutes and go, you know what? Maybe I just might begin to implement that. And even if you just used it once or twice a day, even if it's not every time you were triggered or every time you got angry or every time you felt worried or scared or fearful or every time you felt yourself focusing on the COVID challenges or the government challenges or the lack of this or the lack of that, if you were to just say, hey, these thoughts aren't mine, I'm looping right now, I'm stuck in a loop, I'm going to interrupt the loop and so just you- open my brain for some better thoughts. So you can do that with weight loss. You can do that with anything. Yeah. It's part of the CPR brain training that we do, the rewiring. It's the rewiring section and the control section. So it's about controlling what's not working for us. And we use pattern interruptions to do that. There's hundreds of them. Yeah, absolutely hundreds. And I'm happy to send everybody. If anyone wants, they can go to your um, request a, um, a PDF of my Unleashed book, which has got... A number of different brain. I wonder whether I've got one here. Let me just see. I'll give you a PDF copy of the actual book. And it's got a number of brain training recipes in it and control recipes like that. So the control recipes are, are pattern interruptions where it's just going to flip the brain from the cycle thought that it's got looped into and move it and open it into a space where it can think more clearly and have other thoughts. So we're no longer focused on the one thing. And then there's some programming thoughts and rewiring techniques in there as well. So if anyone wants it, go to Jules somehow and I'll send you the PDF of it, Jules, and you can share it with people. Sure. I'd be glad to share it with people. And I know people are going to be very interested in that. Yeah. Just go to um, send me an email, Jules at LOARadioNetwork.com. Now you have a website too. Yes, I do. I have thepotentialist.com. Po- the potentialist. Though po- that's right. So it's potential, but ist. <laughs> <laughs> Thepotentialist.com. And and uh, you still have an ad in Law of Attraction magazine. So when you oh, see that it book, yes. March 1st, you can just go there. And and you've got a book out too, Unleashed. Yes, we have the book. That's the one we're talking about. So that's got some brain training techniques in it. So if you want the PDF version of that, if you want the paperback, you can order it online. Um, but if you want the PDF version, rather than buying it on Amazon, just let Jules know and she can send you the PDF. Wow, that's a generous, generous offer there. That's really nice. I just want people to get they're in control. They don't have to surrender to this stress. They don't have to let it lead them. They could lead themselves out of the stress. They could lead their families out of the stress. And I know it's hard. I genuinely, I get it. You know, I've, I've, I've had moments in this last 12 months where I've got trapped into the cycle where, you know, layer upon layer of stress has come from sicknesses and illnesses and fear for family members and all of these things that, you know, got me in that loop at some point. Everybody is being trapped into it at some point. The energy is huge at the moment. And it's about consciously choosing, do I want to be like this and continue allowing my body to be affected this way? Because we know the connection between health, physical health in our body and emotional stress. Right. And, you know, what do we want to see in three years time? If we're going through all this stress right now, what's that doing to our bodies in three years time? What's that doing to the production of, you know, cancer cells and all of those? Ter- mm. So the more calm we are right now, the more chance we come, in, we come out of this as a healthy, wiser, calmer, uh, more productive, more inspiring human being. 
Wow, that's exactly what we need. And again, it's our choice because when we get tired of feeling like this, we simply can choose to stop it. It's always up to us. And as a group, we really are manifesting it big time. So how do we calm it down? Um, I think one of the first steps is to stop talking about all of the conspiracy theories and all of the stop talking about all the negative and start focusing on the one thing today that was good. You know, I still to this day ask my family at the end of the day, what are the three things that were good about today? And we just need to remind ourselves to keep our brain focused on that. There's some huge science around within six seconds of focusing on whatever you're thinking about right now, you will trigger in your brain every other thought that, it, that, that triggers those emotions. And so if you're focused on this is hopeless, this is helpless, life's terrible, look at what's happening in the world, so many people have died, this is happening, that is happening, the government this, the government that, I can't go shopping, I can't that. If we're focused on that, then within six seconds of putting our brain in that direction, our brain is triggered all of the times and remembered, oh, yes, I remember that because the, the brain's looking for patterns. Yeah, it's a Simon Says mechanism. It's just an yeah. organism that follows instructions. So you're giving it instructions that the world is terrible. And so it says, how can I find more evidence that the world is terrible? So it will draw up all the emotions, all the memories, all of the feelings, all of the thoughts, all of the times in your life when something bad has happened, and it will remind you of them and fire that wiring. Whereas if you did an eye roll and a blink and you took a deep breath and decided you were going to focus on three things today that were good, as in I had a beautiful cup of coffee this morning, it can be that simple, or "Mm, I'm lying in bed before I get up in the morning and this pillow is so comfy. If it's just putting our attention on something small like that, then within six seconds, the brain will trigger because it's looking for patterns It's just a Simon Says brain again. Yeah, whether it's good or bad, it says yes. So it's looking for patterns of when you felt good, when you felt indulged, when you felt comforted, when you had the last lie-in, when you had, and it will look for those patterns. And so you can, you get to choose what you want to focus your brain on. If you want to focus your brain on the stress, you will attract more stress because your brain will literally fire the wiring to make sure you get it. It will be looking for stress. So if you want to focus on the calm, then your brain will be looking for the evidence of the calm, both in your inside world and your outside world. So then let's put it out to the audience, the listening audience right now. When you go to bed tonight, think of three things that you really liked about what happened during the day. It can be really small things, but it's really important then to focus and just acknowledge the three good things. You can ignore the rest, but just do that. And that in itself, I would think, would help you to wake up in a really great state. And if we What did Dr. Wayne Dyer used to say? He used to say that whatever your last thoughts are at the end of the evening, as you go off to sleep, you are marinating on for eight hours. Yeah. (laughs) So you will wake up either having marinated on stress or worry or fear or marinated on peace and joy and happiness. It's a choice. It is. And, you know, you really can't sleep deeply with stress thoughts. You're going to keep on waking up. So you're not just. And that affects weight gain. So 
if your sleep is, I think there were stats on it the other day that I was reading, um, that if people are, because we're, as human beings, we're sleeping less and less. If we go back to the 1930s and 20s and, and 1910, et cetera, we were sleeping much longer, up to eight, eight and a half hours a day. Nowadays, the world as a whole is only sleeping about seven hours. Really? So we've literally, as a, as a community in, in the world, we've changed our sleeping patterns because we've now got technology, we've got more interference with how many hours we sleep. Plus we've got all of this stress, which then doesn't let us go into the deep sleep. And so what happens with weight gain, with lack of sleep, is the, um, the bacteria in the gut absorb more calories when you haven't had a good night's sleep. So you could eat the same food today that you ate yesterday, but if the whole food contained I don't know, let's say the, the meal contained 300 calories. When you had a good night's sleep, you might absorb 100 calories of that because you burnt off the rest with exercise. If you haven't had a good night's sleep, you'll absorb 150 to 160 calories. You absorb more. The bacteria absorb more calories. Oh, wow. So the more you sleep, the more weight loss is easy. So what if you can't sleep? It should, should you be taking some kind of um, something like a glass of milk or something to, to relax you? Is there something that you recommend? I don't recommend stimulating the digestive system at all. Um, I actually recommend doing a pattern interruption, quietening your brain. Okay. Yeah. With the- so with the eye rolls and the blinks, and then what I teach my um, clients to do is what I call the three things. So it's a mindfulness technique where you literally lie in bed. If you get up, you're more likely to be stimulated to do something. So I ask them to do a pattern interruption with their eyes and then just lie there and breathe and close their eyes and focus on three things that they remember seeing when the, when the room was light. So they might remember seeing the tree out the window. They might remember seeing that the duna or duvet cover was pink flowers. They might remember seeing that there was some clothes on the floor in the corner. And then they focus on three things that they can hear right now. So it might be a cricket outside. It might be their partner snoring. It might be the silence of the house. And then three things they can feel right now. So um, the texture of the fabrics of the sheet on their skin, the breath on the nose as it comes out through the nose if they've got the mouth closed, or the warmth of the breath if they've got their their mouth open. Um, It might be the weight of the head on the pillow. And then they cycle through the three things they can see, the three things they can hear, and the three things that they can feel again. And you just keep cycling through that. The brain will get tired and they'll go back to sleep. Ah, I love that. Yeah, that makes so much sense. So, okay, now we know what what we are we need to be doing instead of what we're doing to get out of our stress so that we have a full night's sleep. That's important for us. So important for our emotional health. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Wow. Wow. That's great information. Well, so you're, um, you took kind of a breather from the radio network, but you're going to be coming back on. Thank goodness. I know everybody's cheering because you've got so much valuable information um, and what are the, some of the things that you're going to be concentrating on? 
so in the coming uh, coming weeks, we've got uh, a couple of interviews with our authors, with, a, with different authors. So we've got uh, somebody who specialises in addiction. So that's fabulous. We've got a, a children's author who is, a, she's a psychologist, uh, psychotherapist, and she specialises with children. So she's doing coping skills for kids. So this might really wow. be um, very, very suitable for everyone out there right now. Um, I'm talking about a couple of authors of mine who have created these amazing um, oracle cards. And what I love about these is they're totally focused. So I've been drawing a card in um, a lot of my calls for, for people recently. And on the radio show, I plan to just draw a card and get everybody to tune into themselves to find out what that message means for them and trying wow. to help them open their intuition more, which will be fabulous. So we'll do that each show as well, which will be great. Um, she's got two different decks. One's called the Oracle, um, the Daily Compass, which is a positive message and a, an action for the day. And then she's got the Open to Spirit deck, which is about opening up to your intuition and, and to um, your spirit guides and things more. So, um, yeah, we're doing a, a little bit of that. So each, each show will do uh, a lesson on brain training, a lesson on the kinds of things we've been talking about. We might focus on stress on one. We'll focus on feelings of anger or worry. We'll focus on different emotion, emotional states on each call. At the first half of the call and the second half of the call, we'll be interviewing our authors um, on lots of different things from intuition and leadership. We've got um, a great book coming up called uh, A Mother's Guilt. So we look at the guilt that every mother ends up having, no matter how great they've parented. There's, I should have done this. I shouldn't have done that. I wish I'd done that. I wish I'd done this. So she talks about the journey of, of mother's guilt and how to let that go. So many different things. We've got some amazing authors coming up as well. So you are a book publisher as well yes. <laughs> as everything else, a speaker, everything. You are a book publisher. Because I'm a therapist and I was a writer prior to being a therapist as well. I was a journalist for a health and well-being magazine. And I'd done television and radio and stuff for most of my teens, 20s and 30s. All of that kind of came together to end up being this. So um, I don't, it just evolved and I was publishing my books originally. And then I went to a publisher and had one of my books published and went, you know what, it's far easier to do it myself and took about two years less. And I earned more money and it was crazy. I reached more people when I did it myself. And so I just continued to do that for myself. And a lot of the practitioners that I was coaching, because I was a, um, a um, supervisor for the industry. And so my supervisees would be coming to me saying, oh, you know, I really want to get this message out there. I've got this um, message on IBS or I've got this message on addiction that I want to get out there. And they would see that my books were successful. I was getting television coverage. I was getting all of this stuff. And they, a couple of them asked me to help them publish theirs. We did that. And it's snowballed from there. We've now got, uh, I think, about 28 authors on our books at the moment, wow. um, four or five books ready to, we've got at least 10 already out on Amazon and another five ready to be launched in the next four or five weeks. Um, but they're also producing online courses. See, I believe as an author and as a practitioner, we spend our life helping others one-to-one -one, and we earn money when we can treat people. And it's incredibly rewarding and it's wonderfully rewarding on an emotional, a physical and a mental, but also can be financially rewarding. But when we stop working or when we retire, we've had 
decades of experience, decades of training, we no longer earn any money. And most of us don't have a huge superannuation policy, if you have that in your country or not. And so there's no security after we stop working. Right. And so I believed that if we could turn our wisdom and knowledge into a product like a book and an online course, we could continue inspiring people well after we retire, well after we leave the planet, if we set it up properly. And it gives us a retirement fund as well as, as practitioners. So we continue helping people to um, well beyond the years that we work. And so that's my specialty with my publishing houses. We don't just do the book itself. We take the book and we turn that into an online course and we set it up in a marketing funnel so that the author has a steady stream of automated income the therapist can then. And because I'm a therapist and a writer, I can bring those two skills together and I do the first edit for all of the authors so that I can have the therapeutic aspect coming in and then I have some professional editors that come in and do the style and the continuity and, and form at the end. So amazing. I, it's such a rewarding experience. We've had just some amazing authors. We've got a couple of um, doctors who've, who've published with us um, who've been specialising, one lady, a PhD doctor with... Um, experience uh, many years working in the cancer council um, here in Victoria and uh, world leader in sex and cancer. So how do we re-energize our vitality after we've had part of our body removed through cancer or after the oh, experience yeah. of cancer? And so she's written a book with us called Sex and Cancer, how to re-energize and reactivate the spark. Um, we've had naturopaths, chiropractors, psychologists, psychiatrists. It, it's amazing. I I'm so honored and so privileged that they um, want to share their wisdom with us. Mm. Oh, and we're honored that you want to share your wisdom with everyone who's listening right now. I, I just think you are what we need. This is exactly what each of us need right now. At this time in history, we need your down-to-earth wisdom to guide us and to let us know that if we focus in on feeling good, we're going to keep on feeling good, but we're going we, we just got to get away from the distractions. And that it's not all just about theory. You know, we've got all this neuroscience coming out yeah. and these neuroscientists, they're wonderful and they're bringing change to the world and it's fabulous, but they don't give you any practical skills. And I think That's one right. of my gifts is that I can take really complex science and really complex research and I can look at it and go well that's great for understanding research but what can we do with that how does that work in the world I love that it makes so much sense now I am so thrilled to have you come back onto the network and continue with the brain training because I know this is what everybody is wanting desiring and as a matter of fact i think this is what everybody manifested they manifested you so thank you maggie wild and for everyone listening we'll be back next week with another great show of law of attraction talk radio bye-bye for now thank you so much for joining us we'll be back next week with another great show from law of attraction talk radio if you'd like to comment on tonight's show, send an email to jules at loaradionetwork.com and have a great week.